Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yes, I am back. This is uh, The Professor, and you are listening to Remnant X Radio, and I'm going to be joined live here in Uno Momento. If talk radio was a cult, this would be the ultimate cult leader. This is Von Weehunt from The Von Weehunt Show. If you don't listen to it, then I would have to say that you're either ignorant or a loser. This is one of the best-kept audio treasures on the air, and I'm going to be joined right now by the legendary, the one and only, Von Weehunt. How are you, sir? Hey, doing great, Jeremy. How are you doing this morning? I am doing well. When I list, I've been listening to your show so much that I start talking in your diction. What do you think that says about me? <laughs> Tells me that you're a very intelligent guy and you're one that notices all the nuances of talk radio. And you're very observant like myself, and uh, that's a good way to be in life. And where are you calling from right now? What undisclosed location are you calling from? I am calling from my mountain stronghold here in Arizona. And it's my uh, it's also where I broadcast from live on uh, KFNX 1100 AM, and I'll be coming back to the station relatively soon here in a few months. You need to come back because America is a safer place when you are on the air, Von Weehunt. Thank you so much. Uh, I've got a lot of good people that it's amazing when you leave radio, uh, just for a hiatus as I've done, people come out of the woodwork. You know, Jeremy, that people that I, you know, we always know that they're out there in radio land. When I left Mm -hmm. the air temporarily, um, I had hundreds of people say, where is the Von Weehunt show? We demand it. We need it back. And uh, it's great to hear those those voices as well. I will riot. I will, call, I will be a one-man riot. I will go down to Starbucks, and I will uh, spill all the drinks and knock over the creamers if you are not back in January. <laughs> It's called the Von Weehunt Army and Special Forces, which you are a proud member of as well. And uh, I tell you, I have led the charge, and I tell these folks, I go, it's Ultimate Cult Radio. It's my pirate radio show broadcasting from my mountain stronghold. And everyone out there is in the Von Weehunt Army and Special Forces, and uh, we're going to take the country by storm. I agree, and I am, I am going to do my part uh, to help. Um, now, I, um, I got to tell you, I, I pull my Von Weehunt on my boss all the time, and, and I talk in your diction to him, and I don't think he, I think he thinks there's something wrong with me. He just kind of looks at me and says, what are you doing? I said, oh, need to know basis. Um, now, the reason I'm having you here, because you have a wide variety of guests. You have a wide variety of interests, and um, – and I hear you comment on all kinds of different topics. In your estimation, as you sit in your mountain stronghold and you look at the at the American, uh, you know, kind of uh, scape, what do you think is wrong with America? Well, it would go back to uh, back to World War II, and as you said before, uh, so eloquently there. I do have a multiple interests. I market my show as a variety show on the radio where absolutely nothing is off the table. 
I mean, we'll talk everything from history to geopolitics to, uh, you know, current events and breaking news. But when I look at the landscape of America, to answer your question more directly, I mean, I could go into a multitude of topics. I mean, we have a problem right now with uh, a runaway Democrat Congress. Uh, We have the impeachment hoax. We have social media censorship. We've got uh, the problems of still mass immigration. And again, whether it's illegal or legal, I always hear our so-called conservatives say, it's okay if it's legal immigration, but my point to them is it's the same end result. We still have tons of people coming in here by the millions. The globalists want to bring in millions of people. We have traffic congestion everywhere. I mean, in many parts of the country, here's here's the rub, Jeremy. We're overpopulated. We have too many people, especially in some of our larger metro areas. Uh, America will fall if this continues. No country has ever survived in history this much massive immigration coming through our porous so-called borders. They are porous. They are not clamped down. And uh, I think we've had so many millions of undocumented people that have come over here. We need an immigration freeze for at least a decade just to figure out who the heck is here and who isn't, you know? I, 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 I agree with you. I agree with you. And I, and I, you know, I, I think America is, is waking up to the fact that both political parties have sold us out completely, that they're really one in the same. It's moving us towards a globalist agenda. And here you have um, Donald Trump stepping into this and, and is, is pushing back against the deep state. Um, what is your take on President Trump and the job that he's done so far? Fantastic. Big Trump fan, though there is room for improvement. Um, I think Trump was the man at the appropriate time in history. I kept telling people, America right now, we we do need a bull in the China shop to shake things up. We're tired of the, of the uh, nice men and the weaker men that have went up to D.C., the rhinos, so to speak, and the Republican Party. The neocons that have been running our country, and the uh, we have the social Marxist Democrats. We needed a Donald Trump, and Donald Trump is what happens when the two main parties don't do their job. So I would tell them that you'll have even if you think Donald Trump is bad, just wait till you know the uh, the right the right wing of America launches a future candidate because to me he's mm. a prelude to uh, what needs to be done but the one thing I would I would chastise him about Jeremy is I would say that I do not uh, really agree with his contention that that we need millions and millions more legal immigrants he's, he has made many comments about that before I know corporate America wants the sales I get it they believe immigration brings in more revenue, but they do not care one iota about the social cost to our country. Again, our uh, the rate on social services, 
the rate on, on our hospitals, our tax rates go up, and it also drives down our wages, you know? Oh, I, I agree completely. And and I and I, I think um when you look at how Trump came to power, I, I agree with what you're saying. Both parties have uh have abandoned the common person and then when you had Barack Obama uh in the eight years of it, he moved the pendulum so far to the left that the vacuum just created a way for Trump to step into. And um I I hear you talk a lot about how you are a nationalist. And um, and and I I would like you to kind of explain what a nationalist is. Absolutely, I'm a proud nationalist. Nationalist to me is well. To back up just a moment, I would I, I totally concur with with uh, your feelings and, and and the ideas here that I've always said for four years on the radio here with our national show that the um, we have two parties in America, folks. We do. There's the party in Washington, D.C., and we, the people, are the other party. <laughs> so what's funny is when they get elected to D.C., they talk a big game locally and statewide and nationally, and when they get up there, they, they turn their backs on us, they sell us out, and they literally stab America in the back, to be blunt. So Americans are tired of that. I always say I never left the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me and millions mm-hmm. like me where I'm an America first guy. I, I've i seen our country, you know, in the as I was growing up as, as, as a kid in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s, give billions and trillions away in foreign aid, fight many no-win wars in the Middle East and all over the world for that matter. And I'm for a vigorous military. I'm for the strongest military ever. I just don't believe in having our boys come back in body bags who fought in vain, who gave their lives to this country so the military industrial complex can make a nickel more on their shares of defense stocks. Okay, Mm -hmm. That's where I draw the line, is that, yes, we want a vigorous, a, a fantastic economy. I'm all for capitalism, but a nationalist to me is a person who really and truly puts America first. It means you're not a rhino, a Republican in name only. It means you're not a neocon where, you know, everything is done for foreign governments or foreign entities. America likes to be an international country, and a lot of the young people in our foreign service, in our politics, always want to put foreign governments or their interests First, they view America as a corporation. We're simply an economic zone for them to do business in. And I'm old school in the sense that I believe America in the spirit of 1776. I believe in the America that General George Patton grew up in, the uh, 1950s, the 60s. You know, JFK, for example, would, would be a nationalist. He, the Democrat Party would have absolutely nothing to do with that man. Why? He's white. He's Christian. He is um, well-to-do. He has white privilege. His family has a lot of money. But he was for America. And so to me, that's where the Democrat Party died when he was assassinated by the deep state, by the way. And Reagan also was shot because he was a nationalist and – 
when he was after he was shot, he calmed down a little bit, if you noticed. He wasn't as I can remember Reagan on, on the campaign trail in nineteen seventy nine and nineteen eighty. This guy came out of the bulwark. Another, you know, bull in the China shop, which shook things up. But a nationalist is a person who loves his country deeply, who loves his country far more, far more than the liberals and the rhinos and the what's called the cuck conservatives. If you don't know what a cuck is, people should Google it. But the conservatives don't conserve anything. All they want to do, like McCain was in Arizona, is they want to be the loyal opposition. They want to be the lap dog. And they'll keep feeding territory to the globalists and the Democrats. And all they really want to do is get elected. They want to talk a big game about being a conservative. Yet the whole scam is we don't want to really do anything. We don't want to do anything for the people. All we're going to do is talk and give out these high and mighty platitudes which sounds great, don't get me wrong, but people now are on to the little scam in D.C. They want to see some action. They want to see some tangible results. Now, nationalism has been given a dirty name by the media because that's our biggest enemy is the media. But again, the rank and file people that I know were all good Reagan conservatives who said, look, we love Trump, and once Trump is gone, we're back to being a nationalist in the sense that he is our first nationalist president, Donald Trump. So we, we, we want to carry that torch further because both parties right now, at least the establishment, in my view, are the enemy of the American people. because they, they, they do not do our bidding, and they view us as peasants and serfs, and only they, the anointed ones, are going to dictate to us – how the future will unfold. But we want to dictate our own future, and we want America to be better and on all fronts. Now, is there a nationalist actual party? Because I, I heard a show where you talked about the symbol being a lion, and I wasn't sure. Is it – were you speaking, uh, you know, uh, metaphorically, or was this something literally? Is there a literal nationalist party? Well, there is not a party headquarters right right now. I would I would tell folks that my radio show right right now until the brick and mortar building is built is the nationalist headquarters. Of course, other people could could claim that in the country, uh, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to galvanize people. We really need a third party in America. I've always strongly believed it. As a little boy, I used to wonder why we only have two parties. I would look at the news and go, well, Europe's got four or five parties, three parties. And I think this two-party system, people are realizing slowly but surely it's not really working for the middle class. Now, people will contest that and say, well, look, we had a, a big stock market of 28,000 points, but I retort back to them, that's not due to the establishment parties. That's due to our first nationalist president, President Trump, who, you know, though he has his faults, uh, overall he's the best president in my lifetime. I definitely believe that. And that's his economy. So this is a nationalist economy. He's putting America first. Companies are coming back to America. That's what we want to see. Bread and butter issues. We want to get companies to rebuild their factories here. He's bringing them back. He's bringing back jobs. Now, I'm still getting reports that people are still needing work 
And uh, it's not rosy out there for a lot of Americans. So we're a lot more realistic based in our thinking than the rhinos and the uh, the uh, Democrats. Um, you have some great regular callers that call in. Yes. You have the, the surf guy. Uh, you yes. have um, – um, oh, is it a barbarian guy that calls? When yes, Ragnar the Viking. Viking. <laughs> I do. And uh, <clears throat> are are these people that you are uh, actually friends with who decided to call in, or are these just callers who have just or kind of organically, you know, have have morphed into your show? Great question. Um, the uh, the show uh, a a few of them I know, several of them I do not know, and several more of them I have known organically with the show when the, when the, when I first launched the show when I when I pitched it to KFNX the owner was a good friend of mine and a great guy Francis Pataglia said I pitched him the show he says I love it no one's ever done a show like that on KFNX or that to my knowledge and I said I want to do a, like a variety show and so my my stick was when you call in we do not want the deep state or the rogue government you know, or the NSA to find out and triangulate your position. So please use a nickname. And I want you folks to get creative on your own nicknames because I really don't want real names on, on the air. And I think it's more fun. I've always loved nicknames, you know. And uh, I have the Irish Pirate. I've got Ragnar the Viking. I've got a girl named Bambi from the Playboy Mansion that calls me from Los Angeles. You know, I've got a host of characters, Paul the Gladiator, Brett the Surfer. I mean, I've got um, a ton of people to call in, and they're very creative um, with their nicknames. And then I've got my VIP guests, which would start off the show. And then I get my regulars who, I'm telling you, I don't tell them to call. They call organically. They, In fact, our phone board is lit up. Now, I tell folks that you've got – I will give you as much floor time as you need. I, on most call-in shows, as you know, they will call in for a minute. They're lucky if they get 30 to 45 seconds of airtime when they're, they are cut off. On mine, if you're on a good spiel, I don't need to hog the airways. I will leave them on stage, and they can talk, and then we'll cut off at some point. But for a one-hour show, we're tight on time, but we pack a lot in our one-hour show. So I love yeah, yeah. It, I love the uh, the nicknames. I also one of the things I enjoy about your your show is it's rich in media, and you you know you when I listened to this the, the D Day and there were different um, there were different you know sounded like maybe uh, storylines from Discovery or something that that were in there that told the story and you kind of weaved in and out when you, you know, you kind of do this uh, and it sounded something like this and you, you have that. I think that's brilliant. I really enjoy it. There's one thing that I wanted to ask you about because I, I need to find it. You did a show and on this show you had this, uh, what, what sounds like a premise of uh, an effeminate man being dropped off at his house and he's going to come out. And, and as he's <laughs> trying to explain to his family you know, that he needs to tell them. They all say, we already know that you're, you're gay. And he said, I'm not gay. I'm a conservative. And this thing just breaks loose. What is that from? That is just an amazing <laughs> piece of audio that I laughed so hard. 
I spit coffee out of my mouth, and it was just so ridiculous. What is that from? You know, I found that video, actually. I find I, I mine the Internet for this stuff. I do not know exactly where it's from, but I have the clip. And I find this stuff on the Internet and various sources. YouTube is a rich source. I got that one. I know exactly what you're talking about. I got that from you, YouTube. And uh, it is a skit actually put on, I believe, by an amateur filmmaker. And I can send it to you. Because it is classic. I was looking under politics, and, you know, I'm the kind of guy that you see in Starbucks or Panera, and I'm wearing my Adidas sweats, and I got my headphones on. I'm that guy with the stickers on on his laptop, sipping my cafe mocha, and I'll have fun on a Sunday, and I'll just scroll through things for my show. And I run across the most, the coolest things when I'm doing that. I love doing that because that's when I discover and mine the internet for this material. And a lot of these things were done three, four, five, six years ago. And nobody's ever used them. And I found that one and I go, you know, this is great. And uh, I will send it to you. I, I, I have it in my archives. But yeah, it is, I think it was just a short film that was produced. And the actors really make that, don't they? I mean, on something, I wish people could see the video of a lot of this audio when I'm, when they're on the radio because the audio, that audio comes out so clear. You're visualizing these characters in your mind, and it is funny. He, they all think he's gay. He's going, but no, mom and dad, I'm a conservative. <laughs> and then the wife goes berserk and says, "You're killing Kitty," and it goes on and on and on. It's like all the stereotypes. In one video, it's great. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I think I think your show is really well produced. And one of the things on my end that I'm working on, and it's and it's and it's kind of becoming uh, like herding cats, is uh, there there are a couple of churches who said, you know what, we can't control Washington D.C., but we can control Christian cinema. And what we need to do is we need to kind of organize and mobilize, and um, and. Uh, take turns having events, getting people to register to vote, informing them on, you know, the candidates and their views. And wouldn't it be nice if Christian cinema went sideways and a thousand of us showed up at our office to say, maybe you want to reconsider this. Maybe this isn't the vote you want to cast. And, um, and, and this is the events that I've been emailing you about. And, and I'm, and I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get them pegged down to like, okay, we're going to be at this place at this time. And it just seems like something that, that it's like hurting cats. And, and I think that you would be a, a, a great speaker at that. You're, you're humorous. You are, um, your, uh, your wide range of topics uh, are just fascinating. Now, what kind of background do you have? Are you just a radio junkie growing up or did you come from like uh, the entertainment industry? Thank you so much for uh, uh, you know it, it's it's really funny, Jeremy. I was uh, raised a a military brat. I grew up on U.S. Air Force bases, so I have a strong feeling for our U.S. forces. My father fought in Korea and Vietnam. My uncles were in the Pacific and World War II. So I come from a military family. Uh, I've always dabbled in radio. I was in uh, very involved at, at Purdue University in college radio. And I've always, I wrote a book 
which is uh, called The Bachelor's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm the author of that book. I've got the sequel <laughs> almost ready to go. And the book has got political stuff in it. It's got it's a fun book. It's fun, humorous, and also serious because a lot of it is the assault and the attacks on the male in America, regardless of your color or a creed. And so I always talk about the war on men in in, in this country, the war on men in, in uh, America, which is going on. But uh, my background, um, you know, I've always you know, my day job, the job that I also, I'm, also, I'm a consultant, but basically radio is my passion. Uh, entertainment is my passion. Writing is my passion. If I, if I could be paid to do that 24-7, I would do it in a heartbeat. I enjoy it. Mm. You're right. I've got a multiple interests. I'm into everything because I market my show as literally, I mean, I've had UFO people on my show before, psychics. I've had callers that have called in ex-military people call me from their satellite phone. I've had a lot of colorful cast of characters, which I love and I promote because that's what the show is. It's a, it's a snapshot, if you will, of America, what America's thinking. So yeah, I, I have always loved the, uh, the, the, and thank you for those kind of words. I mean, I just, I think I, I am a thought leader, I believe, onto the radio. I have triggered many people, and I'm trying to shake them up a little bit and get them to thinking right. It, if Arizona could coerce Kirsten Cinema to voting the people's way, that would be wonderful. I'd love that. Yeah, and I and that's um, that's kind of what we're working on, and, and we got to we got to make sure that your show uh, stays on 1100. Um, you know, I, I may have a uh, some folks that may want to donate to it. Um, I got a uh, donation from them to pass on to you, which I did, and um, and I think yes, we thank probably you. piece something together. And um, but now are you, you're broadcasting this, these shows live, right? On eleven hundred. Yes. Oh yes, mm. yes, yes. In fact, I I view KFNX. It's a it's a great station. I I I view it as my production studio. So when I go on the air, nothing. I don't want any pre-taping. Everything is purely live radio. I would do it no other way. So when they hear the show, that is live. When the on-air button comes on, we're live throughout the valley. We're on the internet nationwide. I've had calls before from Texas, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Florida, California, you name it. So I would, I, I, I love doing live radio. It's a blast. Yeah. I, um, the show is so well, uh, produced, um, you know, with, uh, the weather bug updates and just all, all the different stuff. I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a great show. Now, is your show now up on blog talk? And if so, is, is how do people get to it? Yes, I have the show. I've uploaded uh, my recent versions of the show on Blog Talk Radio, and also you can find it on SoundCloud Radio. And of course, it plays each each night on Dark Sky Radio. But if they want to hear some retro versions, Blog Talk Radio yes. and Sound, SoundCloud, it's up there now. I've been doing my own down, downloading and uh, getting the show up, and uh, I've had a lot of people already listen to it and already comment on it, and uh, they love the show. I'm glad. 
You know, one of the uh, I've been I've been getting some emails about your show, and um, and it, it's taken some time uh, to go through them because uh, they they've been in Russian, and so we had to even when you use Google Translate, uh, sometimes the Russian language things don't make sense when it translates over. Um, we have a really big Russian following, and uh, I'll be curious once we get these things translated, send them over to you, uh, what they're saying. I, I, oh, I, that would uh, be great! Can't wait. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. We get a, we get a lot of Russians listening. There was a uh, a video I did some time ago that Putin picked up in in went on national TV and talked about our YouTube channel, and that kind of drew a bunch of Russians in, uh, which was kind of mind blowing. Um, we uh, again, oh, that's we got cool. a couple minutes left. Vaughn, uh, what would you uh, – you have any closing words to all those who are listening who maybe want to pick up arms and be part of the Von Wehunt army? What should they do? Well, what, what they should do at first is I recommend is um, think independently, think for yourself. Please go to my shows, which will give you a great background on on things. People think, uh, you know, the nationalists are this uh, – creed of people that basically they uh look we have we love our country we have humor we have intelligence we have wisdom um you know we are for this country first and foremost and look at my shows listen to them find them on blog talk radio and soundcloud and dark sky radio and listen and learn and do your own research do your own thinking uh start doing your homework and start paying attention to what's going on because I've always told my radio audience that after Donald Trump, um, we're in for a big fight, fellas. We're in for a big fight. And we have a lot of good women who also love, love the show. And uh, it's not male only. It's for everyone. And I wish that this country uh, does very, very well in the future. We love America and we love your show, Jeremy. All right, thanks again, Vaughn. I really appreciate you being on, and I can't wait for your victorious return to 1100. I will be there in support, ready to call in longitude and latitude for mortar strikes. All I need is the go. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, sir. Thank thanks. you, sir. Thank you.